Welcome to the Masterlink podcast with James and Stefan. Getting to know creatives in the music industry. Available on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. If you like our podcast, you can support us on patreon.com forward slash the Masterlink sessions. You can watch all of our previous music videos by visiting masterlinksessions.com or you could simply buy us a coffee from buymeacoffee.com forward slash masterlink. Hi everyone, welcome to the Masterlink podcast. My name's James. Hey, it's Stefan here. And today we're going to talk to singer and songwriter Alice Armstrong. How are you? I'm good, thank you. I'm hanging in there, kitten. <laughs> oh, what's happened? Oh, it's just, uh, it's, you know, well, what hasn't happened? It's been a long year for everyone, decade maybe. Um, yeah, I know, I'm, I'm grand, I'm grand. Oh. It's just uh, walked the dogs in torrential rain earlier today and now I'm fine. I mean, it has, um, it's, we're recording this on the 13th of September and it has rained for a week. So yes, any yes. any dog owners, I do feel for dog owners actually. Oh, really? You do? Why? Well, because well, it's just been like, well, as Alice said, it's been torrential rain. Yeah, but you know, Alice made a fatal mistake in a dog choice because she just shown us her little dachshund called Waffles, and yes. they are not mm. single coated, mm. and my dogs. They're single coated. Ah, so it doesn't matter. So it doesn't matter. They walk in like fresh from the press. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes. Waffle is a, a walking loo brush, basically, and uh, picks up absolutely everything. <laughs> He's so close to the we ground, he brings half of the common now. back with him. <laughs> half of the common. Hey, what's this? Is it a snake? No, it's a slow worm no. on waffles. Oh, no, it's, no, it's a waffle. <laughs> Well, talking wow. about talking about Oof. loo brushes leads me neatly on to my yes. first question. Right. Uh, <laughs> what a segue. <laughs> Thank you. Brilliant. <laughs> We've practiced. <laughs> Alice Armstrong. Yes. Tell us what what recently has excited you the most in music? Oh my gosh. You're not going to warm warm up to anything. No. Um, no, we don't for, have time straight for that. For the hard most stuff. <laughs> <laughs> in music in general musically music in music mm. however that however that question lands for you musical oh, excitement gosh. musical excitement recently um oh, where do i start uh i've been listening to paolo nutini's new song through the echoes on repeat the harmonies in that drive me wild um, I recently was very kindly asked to join the Shirley Brothers for a song live um, uh, in Godalming Borough Hall, which was great fun. I absolutely love them. I listened to nothing but their album on repeat during lockdown. Um, and, uh, you know, we weren't allowed outside the house apart from walking the dog. So every Friday night I'd go into my living room and I'd put on, we've got a projector, you see, so it's not, I'm not exa exactly slumming it, but I put on um, old videos on YouTube of uh, Soul Train. You remember Soul Train? Yeah. Um, yeah, so I'd put on videos of people dancing on Soul Train and then just whack up the Chanelli's album and just dance for like two hours wow. to get my exercise in. And uh, then they asked me if I'd like to be on the next album, on their um, album with loads of other like artists that I just, I can't believe that I'm 
you know, been part of that. So I co-wrote a song with them, recorded it, and it's called Deep Down Devil. That's going to be coming out relatively soon once we get the video made. But the video is going to be an animated black and white vintage style um, yeah, animation situation, very spooky, and it goes with the song really well, and I'm very excited for that. But it takes a while to make animated videos, animated anything. Yeah. It takes ages, frame by frame. So I don't know when it's actually going to come out, but it's on the album and you can hear it. And uh, I got to perform it recently with them live on stage, which was wonderful. And, uh, yeah, I look forward to being able to do that again. And how how did you find the songwriting process, being a collaborator with those with, with those guys? Well, because I, I, as a singer, I don't necessarily call myself a musician because I know very little about music. <laughs> and I don't play any instruments. I, I've tried so many times, but I could never play instruments and sing at the same time. And, and singing is half of who I am, in a way. So I always gave up. And so when I write songs, I tend to write melodies and lyrics and arrangements anyway. But I'm so used to them bringing the song to... Uh, a musician or a, an instrument player instrument player um so co-writing is something that I'm very comfortable with and experienced with and it was actually a joy going into the studio with them and my my lovely friend Stevie Stevie Watts fantastic Hammond player big shout um, out to Stevie player. we love yeah, Stevie we love Stevie we love Stevie although he lives Always in a, a sharp, sharply dressed man what was that <laughs> Sorry. What are you talking about? <laughs> Sorry. Bleep this one out. <laughs> Isn't Stevie Watts the most sharp-dressed man yeah. you've ever met? Doesn't he always yes, look turnt, fantastic? Turned for the gods. Uh, oh, aye. Right. Yes. Aye. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so he and I were in the studio with them and uh, at the fabulous place in London. Uh, I should remember where that was, but I have a terrible memory. And... Uh, yeah, Marco and Alessandro, the, the two main, yeah, Chanelli brothers, we were uh, just writing with them and it was, it came so easily. It just was really fluid. Marco is fantastic. He's this really energetic ball, energetic ball of, of songwriting and he's got ideas coming here and there and, and they just hit him out the side of his head and Alessandro is just sat there and, and, and being so chilled and cool and um, just also putting in some great ideas and, just all of us together in this room just was amazing and um yeah great opportunity lots of fun i love how you all, how we all connected in this story you started with mm. um paolo nutini uh and another friend of ours hammond organ player joe glosser played on that album um oh, fantastic. so like there's a lovely hookup mm. between us and then the mm. uh the ginelli brothers uh mm -hmm. connor is uh, connor selby a great yeah, blues artist who was in the show as well. He told me about them and he kind of collaborated with them on, on some degree as well. And he told me actually, he, he didn't name them, but he said one of the two, he said, has loads of energy. And you just confirmed that. There you go. So, and, and that's, yes. it's interesting how we all kind of like hooked up Stevie Watts, you know, it's like all part of the gang here. So it's, uh, yeah. yeah, it feels great. And it's great. Think, uh, yeah, go on. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, please interrupt me because I, I need interrupting. Connor is very, very... <laughs> I can't help myself. I get too excited and the information in my head has to exit my mouth immediately. Um, yeah, so, uh, yeah, just Connor's, Connor's a very chilled person. On, on the surface, he seems very chilled, but he's, he's lovely, love him. Um, but, yeah, he's on the same Cinelli album. I think he's got a song... 
um, Gonna Make You Mine, I think it's called. Is on the same album. Great. Cool, man. Mm. Great. That excites me now. And um, <laughs> when you're working with other artists like the Chinelli Brothers and the Stevie Watts band, uh, mm -hmm. where, where do you draw your inspiration from for your songs? Mm. I used to write sort of fictional stories about other people or uh, from other people's experiences or just plucked out of the blue, just creating fiction. But the last two years or so, I've really focused on making sure songs come from my own personal experiences. Um, and uh, that's been a learning curve for me because I went from really just uh, sort of cramming everything down and writing about other people instead to trying to be just almost overnight be as honest as possible, which was uh, quite a shock for a British person, I think. Um, and, uh, that's been really interesting. Um, so, yeah, recently, in my recent history, songwriting wise, I, definitely personal experiences. Musically, I have such an eclectic taste. I find it very hard to pinpoint specific influences. Um, I have influences in soul, blues, jazz, funk, rock, 90s R&B, <laughs> um, some like old school dubstep, drum and bass, loads of stuff. Can I, um, can I, can I ask what prompted, what prompted the sudden, you say, overnight shift? What prompted that shift from mm. writing almost mm. fiction to, to, to writing about personal experience? I honestly wouldn't be able to tell you. I think it's something I've always wanted to do. And actually, no, I think I can tell you. It's always something that I've wanted to do. And then I did do it for the Stevie Watts Organ Trio uh, album, but just one song called No Good, which is our our ballad. And it's the longest song on the album. When we play it live, I think it, it can get up to about 12 minutes. Mm -hmm. And um, I was very very honest about that one and it's been I'm, I'm very pleased to say it's been very popular so I think what that taught me was that I shouldn't be afraid and that people tend to relate to the things that that are honest and true and relatable because you've experienced them and other people have experienced them um, so I think maybe that was probably a trigger for me to say okay maybe I should actually just open myself up a bit and write truthfully for once. In that particular song, what was it about or what is it about? No Good is, let's see, No Good is about being alone for a very long time, struggling with self-acceptance, um, but at the same time sticking to it, just making sure that you continue to love yourself and remain patient and keep moving forwards no matter how much you want to give up and um, just keep going, really. Um, but it's it's about saying, you know, I mean, the chorus is um, people say that the best ones are taken and I just can't stay took. So uh, I guess that means I'm no good kind of thing. Um, but it, it really is a song about just, you know, you just got to keep on walking. Um And eventually self-acceptance is something, you know, it doesn't come easy um, and it's not meant to. But once it does, it's fantastic. 
Sounds great. A beautiful universal universal message, I'd say. I hope so. Yeah, well, mm. totally. <laughs> and um, um, what has prompted you to form your own band? It's a fairly recent thing, right? Because we talked about the Stevie Watts band where you sing and still sing, I assume, and you recorded records with him. Yeah. Uh, and now you got your own ensemble. Tell us a bit mm. more about this. <laughs> I... I can't really stop my brain from writing songs. So I'll be in the shower and I'll, I'll step out of the shower and I'll have two choruses, um, especially bathrooms. Every Everyone knows a bathroom's got great acoustics. <laughs> so um, a lot of my songs wouldn't go with a Stevie Watts organ trio because that's more of a sort of um, soul jazz blues. <laughs> oh, God. I don't know if Stevie will be happy with me saying that description. Hmm. But... Um, Uh, the, some of the stuff that I I also write that I want to see the live day that I want to be able to sing to people it comes out more pop or rock or funk and um, certainly a lot of blues and soul as well um, but I just didn't have any projects at the time that would suit those genres and uh, I wanted to be able to give those songs uh, a platform And I started working with the the wonderful Matt Long of Catfish and Matt Long of the Revenant ones. And um, he was very helpful to, as I said, I write arrangements and lyrics and melodies and things, but Matt's incredibly helpful to help me create the chord structure underneath. And when I'm stuck on a particular idea, he's great for producing some music that will kickstart me into writing that verse I just can't quite get right mm. or... Um, that bridge that's just eluding me. <laughs> so it's been invaluable working with Matt and we've been doing a lot of uh, acoustic gigs, uh, duo gigs to be able to do those songs and see what works and what's more popular and things. And um, now we've brought the band together and I, I almost created sort of my dream band of, of people I've worked with on the scene and I'm very lucky to be able to do that. What I find really fascinating is that You are a songwriter and you sing and you write lyrics. And as you've just told us, you don't play an instrument, although you must be able to play some, like a little bit of something, surely, like piano. Just I think chords. I, I, I have a, a very, <laughs> I shall show you. <laughs> I have over here, I have this um, little Yamaha keyboard. That is a thing of beauty. <laughs> Yamaha hasn't given us Built any money speakers. for this plug, just to say. Yeah, sorry. Other tiny keyboards are available. Um, <laughs> this, this thing is has not the smallest killer thing drum we track. Uh, yeah, that's wicked. What I, what I find fascinating, so, yeah. and actually unique, I think unique, stop me if I'm wrong, mm. about, our, about our guests, is that you, you're the, you, then, you then have to go and write with someone else. And I think that's really cool because I've done a, a, a little bit of writing. Stefan, you write. Yeah. And I, I think having, having someone else's influenced, almost sort of forced upon you, I think is really cool. And It's can always lead, in the way. And can lead... <laughs> ignore him. Uh, can, can lead. Don't worry, I already knew it was. Okay, yeah. And can lead to places that you would never be able to get to on your own. Absolutely. I, yeah. I really like this I, angle, I, though. I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Go on. It's um, it 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 certainly does add diversity to the songs, I think, and I learn so much from each person. Mm. 
I'm constantly learning. My learning curve is consistent. <laughs> and I absolutely love that. And the things that, you know, and also an interesting thing is I always thought that there was this one dictionary of music that I could not access or I, I, when I could, I could never remember it afterwards. But really speaking from what, you know, going from one musician to the other and, and, and back again or whatever, working with so many different people, you find out that everyone has their own vocabulary for different things. Mm. You know, there's so many th technical terms that a key player would use that a guitarist wouldn't and vice versa. And none of those terms are necessarily something that a lyricist would use. <laughs> so soaking up all these vocabularies and learning how to communicate with, with different musicians has been fascinating to me and a really, really enjoyable experience. Yeah, it's like, it's like when you see guitar players learning saxophone solos. They're sort of they're trying to they're trying to absorb. You're saying that with a slight note of disdain. No, no, not at all. No, no, no disdain there. Um, no, good, um, good. But yeah, yeah, a, a different vocabulary must also be quite frustrating though when you're like, no, not that chord, the other chord that I don't know about. No, you know the one, that one. No, not yes, that one. When I... <laughs> <laughs> it is funny watching somebody with an immense amount of music theory knowledge staring at me from their chair in disbelief whilst I'm going. And then I want it to go wang, 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 wang. And then I want it to go boop, 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 like this. <laughs> and they're just looking at me like, what have I done? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Why did I let this woman into my house? <laughs> Excellent. I love, I, I love what you said about the different languages and everybody has their own sort of mm. language yeah. in making music and um coming from music college myself when you're a young musician you start to believe that the language of music is a certain way and then you're going out mm. in the wor world and you realize there's so many different musical languages here and they're all valid um oh absolutely and it's all about labels and how people label what they do but ultimately everybody like strives to the same you know strives to reach the mm -hmm. same goal which is obviously creating some music that is meaningful to other people but there's many ways to go about it so uh, yeah that's great yeah. what you said i love that um so what we really want to know now next is like a big and you ready for another big question uh oh go on then hit me or you want to cuddle waffles a little bit before the next question? <laughs> Is that just because you want to see him on screen again? Well, oh, he's fast asleep oh, now. No, don't don't oh, wake no. him up. No, Let I'm, sleeping dogs lie. No, I'm gonna. I'm. I'm. I'm you know, uh, I leave, yeah, I leave James did, yeah. to ask the big questions. I ask her like a, a kind of reasonably smaller one. What got you into oh, singing okay. in the first place? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I started on stage in year two, and I've. What, what age is that? Year, year hang two? on, year two is is six. Six. Is that right? So I was on stage by six. <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. About right? I was yeah, very small. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so I was, you know, in choirs and drama, dramatic performances as a child <laughs> in and out of school. Um, my my mum's the one that I got the singing from and she got the she got the music from, from my grandpa, I think. And um, he was in a, a band in... London, uh, one of the first electrically amplified bands in Britain, I think. Oh, and, uh, that's cool. That you go yeah, in Yeah, the bio. stories he's got. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, he was fantastic. Yeah, he is, he is fantastic. He's, uh, he played the double bass, I think, and the uh, trombone. Yeah. 
both I need awesome to double incidents. check that. Yes, absolutely. Um, so I grew up with a lot of stories, um, especially uh, around live performances and, you know, um, I think it was guitarists or bassists flirting with the wrong woman, them having to scarper pretty quickly out before the gangster arrived um, and things like that. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I got it from my mum. My mum would sing with me in the car on the way to school and I would harmonise over her or vice versa and um, I've been doing it as long as I could probably produce a note, really. Hmm. Um I can't even remember. I think it's. I think I've been singing as long as I've been talking. That's so cool! Wow, you started <laughs> to start. You started talking late. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, fan. Well, no, sorry. <laughs> if I started talking late, I've been catching up for lost time. Oh, sorry. Got, I live in a house with many clocks. Um, so oh, yeah, it's when four it o'clock, isn't it? It's the top four, of the hour. We may have many dings and dongs. Will it be like the it's scene? It's also started raining and I'm in a conservatory, so apologies if there's any background noise. Will it be like the scene from Back, from back to the Future when Doc <laughs> sets all the clocks? <laughs> yeah. And it's just, yeah, it's brilliant. Yes. <laughs> That's um, exactly what it's like. <laughs> we don't mind clocks. No uh, dogs, no snakes. Oh, good. Uh, good. Slowworm. You know, I wish I had a snake. Ah, you should talk to our previous our previous guest, Leonie. Ah. Leonie Jane Kennedy has has a snake, or did, because she's she's now moved ah. house and it's gone back to her mother's. Yeah, uh, she, she, has, she has a snake. So there, there you go. We uh, didn't ask you for the name. Actually, it's terrible, isn't it? Although she yeah. might have said, oh, and, I've, no. and I've now forgotten. No, no, I think she didn't say. Okay, you anyway. should make up a name now, just in case. Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> That's my mother's name. Is it? So. Yes. <laughs> well, Brilliant. James likes to prepare thoroughly and it has just like his subconscious is banged out this name. <laughs> <laughs> um, Alice, we uh, thank you for your bio. Yeah. We, we, oh. we, we, had a, we had a good read through it. And actually, it's lovely because actually it leads me on to my next question. Oh. Which is how, how do you find earning a living from music? Earning a living? <laughs> wow. What earning it? No, I'm joking. No. Wow. Well, cynical. the first thing was a very quiet laugh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brilliant. <laughs> um, it's a good thing I love it. It's probably the uh, <laughs> hmm. best response. Actually, well, you know, oh, I absolutely love it. And there's nothing else that I would be doing other than the art. I, I do them sort of intermittently. I, I, I'll do either or, depending on which one I'm frustrated with the most at the moment. I'll do the other for a while. Um, when you say art, I, sorry, um, what, what do you mean? What's the other? Oh, apologies. Great. Oh, so <laughs> when I'm not doing music, I'm doing graphic design and illustration. So um, I do a lot of art and, and things. Um, Great, and I'm very passionate man. about that awesome. as well. But thank you. Um, so <laughs> I absolutely love everything about the industry I, I i love the audience i love the people that i work with i love doing what i do i love that moment of being on stage and just you're in a sort of weird bubble um when you're on stage and just creating this sort of live creature that is music with other people around you and everything every time it's different and uh 
I just love that and crave it, really. I crave uh, just between being with my dogs, eating and being on stage, I'm just filling the rest of time um, with other things, quite frankly. Hmm. <laughs> um, sorry, Mum, love you too. Um, so uh, it's hard at the moment for everybody, especially with this, you know, um, cost of living crisis. Before that, we had all the lockdowns and things. And before that, venues and the live music industry was already suffering. Um, we're really, as an industry, taking a massive beating, as with a lot of industries. And we're really feeling that pinch right now. Um, the driving, there's so much driving involved. And thankfully, I have a car that's essentially a sofa with wheels. I made sure I got something really comfortable with a good sound system. And um, I can drive like... Man, I want to see your car now. <laughs> <laughs> sofa with wheels. It's, it's very comfortable. <laughs> so, yeah, I just I do a lot of driving and thankfully I enjoy it. But I feel for those who don't enjoy driving and do what we do because there's so much travel involved. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the and at the moment, it feels like most of the money that you do get for a gig will go on the travel expenses. Um, so, yeah, probably the only downside for me in music is the fact that I, you know, there's not really a pension and I will be probably working very hard till I can't sing anymore. Um, yeah, interesting one. I wish I could be more jolly about that response <laughs> no 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 we, we're it's not difficult. pitching for a particular like uh, response yeah. we're just talking about it to everybody um yes we're yeah, all yeah. sitting in the same boat we're sitting in this crazy industry and yeah as we all course, know yeah. you mentioned all industries have taken a beating um mm. the thing is unfortunately with the arts at large, it's normally the first thing that goes because it's like, oh, oh, yeah. who needs art? Who needs music? Who needs poetry? <laughs> who needs like a sculptor? Who, a sculptor? Who That's needs? It's just wild, isn't it? Because literally anything you just look at in life has been designed by somebody yeah. Yeah. that isn't, you know, a part of nature. Um, yeah, it's it's just yeah, it's mad. But it's not but... like math and English. <laughs> yeah, so that's so yeah, we 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 we, we totally feel that. We, we understand. Mm. And, and on the graphic design note, how did you get into that? Ah, um, so when I wasn't singing or performing on a stage, acting, being silly and making jokes, I was drawing. Um, so I, I just draw. It's another thing that just comes naturally, I suppose. Uh, although I have trained and worked hard at it for a very long time as well. Um, I also find art history fascinating. I love the symbology. Uh, I think it all connects into to language and uh, human expression. Um, I'm uh, again lyric, lyrics as well. They're, they're poems basically that you put to music, and and um, I have always found the symbology of art and poetry fascinating too, and hidden stories in amongst paintings and um, techniques, and I just. I love it. I nerd out on that kind of stuff. So I got particularly obsessed with Victorian era art, 18, late 1800s art. And uh, essentially, when I wasn't doing music, 
I would be drawing. And eventually I just, I found a way to try and make people pay me to do it. <laughs> brilliant. Hey, that's the yeah. goal, right? Yeah, that's always <laughs> the goal. Well, that's, <laughs> the, 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 that's brilliant because at the heart of it all, it's like a, you, you, you're clearly a, a very creative person and you have found different mm. outlets for mm. the creativity. And, you know, our, our podcast is like getting to know creatives in the music industry and mm. your creativity clearly expresses itself in numerous ways. So what, what, that's super exciting. What was the yeah, last? It is very um, exciting. What was the last art exhibition you went to? Art exhibition. Um, let's see. I went to a William Blake exhibition at the at Petworth House uh, a couple of years ago. That was fascinating. Mm. Um, he he also was obsessed with things like uh, Dante's Inferno and stuff. So there's lots of really sort of gothic themes, very dark themes, morbid themes in his work. And he was also absolutely crazy um i shouldn't say crazy uh he was an, an eccentric character I would say. Mad as and a um yeah. yes absolutely <laughs> Mad as a hatter. And so yes uh all of those things all of the above uh but some of the artwork he came out with was just fascinating um and I also went to one at the uh, George Frederick Watts Gallery in Compton, which uh, is one of my favourite places to go. I actually, um, yeah, used to work in the tea shop there when I was getting my uh, oh, nice. volunteering hours done in, in the gallery um, for my CV. But I love it in there. That's stunning. That's more examples of sort of pre-Raphaelite era Victorian art, lots of colour and drama and um, fabulous. Yeah, do you, how do you enjoy... Do you enjoy finding the story in the artwork? And I suppose mm. I could then draw a parallel to that with music. Is there a is there a parallel there where you you enjoy finding the story with the painting and with and with music and with songs? Is there is there, is there something there? Yeah, I would definitely say that. I love I do love to analyze the the hidden meanings in things. Mm. Overthinker extraordinaire. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, with art and uh, music, it, it's a lot of the time it invites you to think beyond the surface um, and I adore doing that. Pre-Raphaelite art, Victorian art's filled with symbology. Flowers, certain flowers mean certain things and they can hide messages in symbology. And the, the Pre-Raphaelites who I've mentioned already, they were all having, you know, they all had a very bohemian life and there was a lot of people sleeping with each other's wives and all of the models were sleeping with this person, that person. It was all going on. It was, it was a bit of a soap opera. And uh, they've hidden little messages um, and, and uh, yeah, little references to their trysts and things secretly hidden in their paintings. And <laughs> I just love that sort of thing. Yeah. It's the equivalent of sort of, um, 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 of passing a note um, in class, yes. isn't it? Like, yes, exactly. Yeah, quietly, <laughs> and, and it was. Some of them were really brave doing it because often, like uh, artists, were hired from the church, and some of the people, as you said, some mm. of the artists were very bohemian themselves, and they weren't necessarily yeah. like God-loving folk. Yeah, yeah. And they, they yeah. sometimes had very like provocative messages in there that completely mm. passed, but, yeah, but... <laughs> passed <laughs> the people who hired them by. I mean, isn't like in the Sistine Chapel? There's like tons of references that actually shouldn't mm. be there, right? Brilliant. Oh, yeah. So good. Was it Michelangelo had a... Um, yeah. Had a had a, 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 a gay lover for a 
vast majority of his life, I think. And, of course, he was creating artwork for the church left, right and centre, and they, of course, have always, you know, had a strong stance, especially back then, against homosexuality, and they had sort of had no idea that this artist was creating all this. Yeah, I mean, it was super brave. I mean, the Catholic <laughs> Church at that time, and he, like, stuck in some... Pretty juicy references, oh. may I say? Uh, you can, yeah. listeners, <laughs> check that out. God bless him. Uh, exactly. Um, <laughs> so, um, um, bringing it back to the music. I was about to say, sorry, my ner yeah. my nerdery no, on, on art so has turned this into a. <laughs> no, that's it, good. And you said overthinking. Uh, I think that's what we have to do as artists. You know, we got to think hard mm -hmm. about stuff. So overthinking, nah, doesn't exist really. You know. Yeah. Think more. That's I overthink good. my lyrics one hundred percent as well. That's what you gotta do, you know. Just gotta, you know. That's, <laughs> you know, we we we're totally cool with that. Uh, and and on the music note, um, uh, a very important question always interests us a great deal. Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon, mm -hmm. friend or foe? <laughs> um. With a lot of things that humans do, I'm not a fan of the the, the, the moral um, standing that they have ended up taking. However, sometimes things are just what they are and in order to get anywhere, you have to sort of accept it and, and, and work with it. Um, I don't know whether it's in my power to fight that kind of situation where, you know, artists are getting paid. I don't even know what it is, what point zero zero one percent of a pence or something per play or something stupid on Spotify. I don't know. I, I need to double check those figures. But um, it's 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 horrendous. But at the same time, if I were to complain, I would be a hypocrite because I do. I'm use Spotify as one of my main music listening platforms. I simply cannot afford to buy all the music I wish I could listen to. I just can't. Um, of course, those streaming sites have perpetuated the industry, like perpetuated the issues that have caused it so that the industry, musicians have to, to sell their albums for so much. Um, and, uh, yeah. That's a, that is a difficult question for me. <laughs> well, no, that's okay. I and, think and, and it's bad, but I also buy into it. Yeah, so well, I totally. Complain. And no, there's always no right, no wrong here. We're just, we were just discussing it because yeah. it's like, under, you know, we affected, all of us affected and uh, mm. by um, what's being on offer and everybody has a different vantage point. So that's, we were just yeah. interested. Yeah. And it's and funny, absolutely. sorry, to interrupt. No, you've just, you've just mm. reminded me of my, of my, of my youth going into, going into HMV and, Buying CDs it was great. You're like, yeah. oh, twelve yeah, quid. All right, here you go. But hey, it's good. Yeah. Right, I want the well, I yeah, want that CD. You also you had some income in either the form of a part time weekend job yeah. or your parents giving you pocket money, yeah. and you had no real outgoings or responsibility. So your money could go on a twelve pound album quite yeah. happily, mm. and that was your that was the the golden album. Oh, oh life changing. Yeah. Um, but you know. Even the industry, there were 7 billion people in the world when I was a kid. There's now 8 billion people. How many musicians were there when I was younger? How many musicians are there now? There is so much music everywhere coming out every single day. You you didn't, you didn't used to have singles that were number one for weeks, if not months at a time, mm. you know, decades ago. Now, if you reach 
number one, it's amazing for one or two days, mm. you know, like half week, one week. Um, and what with, with TikTok and things where, unless you're one of those apparently six only sounds that everyone wants to use all the bloody time. <laughs> Sorry, language. Um, all the time <laughs> on TikTok. <laughs> um, there's just such a turnover of music. And if you want to hear all the things all the time that you want to, you know, discover, it's absolutely impossible for you to buy all of those mm -hmm. things all the time. Oh, yeah. Um, good, good point. Absolutely. My my local radio station that, that was available for free as you were growing up is, is now, it was bought out and it used to have um, uh, certain shows for local music and, and unsigned bands and things like that. Now it's been bought out and the whole thing is just playlisted golden oldies and stuff. Oh, wow. Like that. Um, so... Yeah, things like Spotify also give the opportunity for bands to be heard all over the world. Um, but yeah, uh, then again, trying to get onto a playlist is near impossible unless you have the money already. So it's one of those things where to make money, you have to have the money to begin with. What? I've no? never paid one pound to get on a playlist. I just tell you that much. Really? Oh, that's no. good. I'm glad. That's nice to hear. Sorry. <laughs> Am I being bitter? No, <laughs> no. I just keep getting advertised services. No, don't like, don't you know, do yeah, anything. I've, I've, I've never done it and no, I, I will do never do it because it's bad, bad, bad. Good. Yeah. It's bad. Sorry. Oh, I'm glad to hear that. No, no, I must no just sorry. Being, I I'm swore to James um, when I asked a question. I'm not going to give an opinion and I'm <laughs> failing miserably. No, you should, absolutely. Should. I don't think that's opinion. I think that's a fact. That's a fact. Um, and I'm, Thank I'm you very happy to kind. be proven wrong in that case. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, no, yes, absolutely. <laughs> I think, you know, if uh, James, I, I already have already have a big, fat, juicy minus in my carnet how I'm conducting myself during a podcast. And I say one thing to no. everybody, including you, Alice. Here's the thing. <laughs> Well, if I we was wanna... running my mouth off about no, something no. I don't know much about. No, so no, 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 no. Correct. Me neither. We're all just guessing here. But the one thing I come to conclude for myself, because mm. I have never spent 50 cents on getting playlisted, the only uh, conclusion I can take, we just all have to write better music. <laughs> Yes, you're it sounds right. It sounds super simplistic, but honestly, that no, is my opinion. I know you're, if you're you right. have a compelling piece of music, like mm -hmm. you have that one killer tune that fits somewhere neatly, I, I yeah. think it will be playlisted. Now we're going to get no, like right. loads of emails, which of course we planned <laughs> and we want those because hate emails are better than ignorance. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> that's really that is so awesome, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry, Alice. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, yeah, I was so good all day. No, I'm glad you stopped me on end. my my uh, my bitter sounding no, rant against. Please, uh, for for our <laughs> listeners, when I, when I buy into it, <laughs> for our oh. listeners who might not be familiar with your work and your singing and your music. Please tell them um, where they should go and what they should listen to. Do you have favorite tracks that you really like to share right now or a favorite gig that you have coming up? What would you like to share with our listeners? Uh, well, um, at the moment, I have, I say I have, the Stevie Watts organ trio and myself have fairly recently released a live version of our album Mission to the Moon, which we performed at Peggy Skylight in Nottingham, which is 
Nottingham, Nottingham, which is um, a fabulous venue. I absolutely love it. Um, and uh, I'm, I'm quite proud of that. Uh, it was, you do two gigs in a row up there, so I was quite tired by the time we recorded this, um, that particular album, but I'm still quite pleased with it. <laughs> and um, so if anyone would like to hear us perform live but aren't able to come and actually see us, physically in person, um, then they can uh, find the album. The original album is available for sale either at one of our gigs or uh, online at steviewatts.org um, in the, in the uh, organ trio section. Um, or you can buy it and the live version on places like iTunes and Amazon Music and you can Spotify. <laughs> you can uh, find us on Spotify oh, yeah, as well. Oh, yeah, <laughs> but uh, if you just search Alice Armstrong, I'm I'm everywhere like a, a rash uh, on social media. <laughs> wow, that's a, a delicious assessment. description. <laughs> I heard the Shakespeare really, really, really coming through there. Uh, your, the role of the art. Your theatre training was uh, was strong. There it was good. <laughs> rash, yes. Alice, thank you so much for joining us on our podcast. Uh, thank you for having me. It's been so much fun. Thank you. <laughs>